Welcome to the Springs in the Desert podcast. We're those friends that you can take with you wherever you are on the path of infertility. Hi, welcome back to the Springs in the Desert podcast. I am Jillian, your podcast host, and I am joined today by Anne. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jillian. How about you? I am good. I'm really excited to have uh, this conversation today. This is a a desert reflection, so a shorter and sweeter conversation, but really an important one and one that we have been really discerning all year as a team. And that has really come to fruition. The Lord has given us a lot of, I think, helpful guidance on how to start this. And it's about changing the conversation in all of the areas in our life. And we have started having this sort of this hashtag change the conversation in our social medias and our email communications. And I wonder, Anne, if you could just maybe highlight some of the areas that we've been talking about or will be talking about that our community will see that we want to help change the conversation. Yeah, definitely. So this is a really important area that we've been dipping into as a team. Like you said, we've been talking about it and discerning, and it's really something we want to carry forward into 2024, this idea of changing the conversation. And maybe it starts with having a conversation in the first place, because when we're talking about infertility and loss, we can really be at a loss for words, right? Or we don't know who we can talk to or what do we even say? And then we have the people around us, whether it's people in the parish with us on a Sunday or it's our own pastor or people in our families, whatever it might be. They might not know what to say to us or how to start a conversation or even broach it. Or they might say insensitive things or just not speak about what we're going through in a way that's helpful and productive. So just the fact that we want to have a conversation at all, I think, is really important. And I think the catalyst for it has not just been like we had some great revelation as a team, but just being a part of the ministry and talking with people, being on retreat with people in this community, having them email us or talk to us on Zoom or in different situations. And so we've really come to see that having this conversation and giving some tools to better talk about the experience of infertility and loss is really important. So I just want to set the stage in that way. And then what we want to do, we've started that now here at the end of the year. And what we want to carry into 2024 is looking at particular conversations. So changing the conversation in the church. That doesn't mean changing church teaching, but it means how we talk about infertility and loss and just the need to I think, create more awareness in the pews and even among our clergy about the pastoral need, the pastoral care that's necessary when we're talking about infertility and loss. And then the conversation within our families and among our friends, again, because they don't always know how to talk to us or how to approach the subject. And then the conversation that we have within our marriages We could go on and on about that, right? And the importance of communication in marriage. But I think, first of all, just like understanding 
and speaking it out loud, like our marriages are good and the goodness and the holiness and the awesomeness of marriage doesn't depend on our family size. And then the conversation that we have with God, that's something we all, we can struggle with that just generally in our prayer life, right? Getting the motivation to pray, or I don't know what to pray, or if we're carrying a cross, we just might not feel like talking to God, right? (laughs) So the conversation, like how can we change the conversation with God? And then lastly, how do we change the conversation with ourselves? We all have that voice inside that says you're not good enough or you're not living up to your vocation or what's wrong with you or all of the negative things. So we want to address that as well. What's the conversation we're having with ourselves? And we often say that sometimes the things we say to ourselves are things we would never say to our best friend Mm. or to someone that we love. And so we should be loving ourselves the way that God loves us. And that should be reflected in how we talk to ourselves. So yeah, that was a lot, wasn't it? (laughs) That was a lot of conversing. (laughs) That is, but so, so important. Every aspect that you just brought up, all of those different kinds of conversations are so dear to our hearts. And there are certainly even more outside of those. Our neighbors, our workplace, medical professionals, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many kinds of conversations, but I really think that those five that you listed are some of the most dear and intimate relationships that hopefully we're able to have regularly. And our goal is to equip our community and those who are supporting those carrying the cross of infertility to have better, more fruitful, more kind and charitable conversations about infertility, about loss, about discernment. So I think those are really beautiful. And I just want to I want to go a little bit deeper into a couple of these. So let's just start with the church because um, we've been talking about that already. And I think what I've experienced so far in this ministry is that many of our couples have a difficult time conversing with their pastor about this topic. And so do you maybe just have a few thoughts about maybe how to start that conversation or maybe even why that might be a little bit difficult to have and how to start breaking through those barriers? Yeah. So if any of our listeners are having that exact problem, you know, we started Springs in the Desert years ago, and it was probably only, I think, a year and a half ago that I actually approached my own pastor. Mm. So we totally get it that it's a hard thing to do because you don't know how you're going to be received. So I think the first thing is, if you can, to just make that step and go and talk to your pastor. Our pastors are there to be fathers to us, to to care for us. They want our spiritual welfare. And so just to reach out to your pastor and have a conversation. If you want to take some of our resources, we have a lot of resources available on our website. You can take one of those or even email your pastor with maybe one of our podcast episodes or something from our website, a blog post to help 
the conversation. I also, I always feel obligated to do a commercial for Father Paul because- Because <laughs> he's great. You know, yeah. And he is the spiritual father for our ministry. And he is a priest who really gets it and really has a heart for this ministry. And so I always want to recommend if you need some spiritual direction, or if you just want to talk some things through to contact Father Paul, we can put his information in the show notes. But he can also maybe help you and do a little prep with mm. you on, on how to approach uh, your pastor. But the other thing that I have offered, I, I don't know how many times, is that if you're really feeling like your pastor needs to know that this is a need, but you just don't feel comfortable going to him, let us know because we'll reach out to him. We don't have any qualms about doing that. And I think part of changing the conversation in the church, as far as our ministry goes, is to be advocates as much as we can. And we have a little platform. We don't have a huge profile, but it's growing every day. And so, yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to advocate for this community. And so we're happy to to reach out, to send our materials to, to a pastor, to a diocese, so that we can create that awareness and hopefully create situations that make it a little bit easier to talk to our pastors. Yeah, that's so great. All of that is so great. We will make sure to link Father Paul's info in in the show notes. But yes, if, if you aren't even quite ready to take that step, we would love to, I love that, to be your advocate in, in that way. Another timely conversation that's happening is with family and friends. The holidays are upon us. We're getting together with family members and friends and even coworkers, people that we see often that might not quite know how to talk to us about infertility, or maybe they have tried, but maybe haven't been so understanding, or maybe they've assumed things, and that maybe they've even heard us in some of the conversations. So what maybe just one piece of advice would you have to someone who is going to an event, a supper, a celebration, who might be a little bit nervous about new conversations or reapproaching conversations that were difficult? Yeah, I would say that as honest as we can be, especially if it's a close friend or a family member, I think is is really great because we can share ourselves and let the people that we love know where we're at. And also to know that they don't have to sort of walk on eggshells around us but maybe to just help them to know where we're at right now. And it's always important for us to have boundaries. I like to say that we need to create those boundaries, but be careful that they don't become walls Mm. because we don't want to wall ourselves off from relationships. But no one has a right to our complete story. We don't have to bring our chart to dinner so everybody can we can prove to everybody that we're actually right, working right. on this right but yeah i think being honest as honest and open as we can but also it's okay to just say if someone mentions adoption that's something that we'll discern at some point perhaps but for right now we're just working on being a really good family of two 
or if asked about treatment or when are you going to start a family? And you can always say, well, we are a family right right now, right. right? So, and again, just to plug the website, we have a lot of great resources there and some ideas for how to approach maybe some of these difficult conversations that come up, especially in the hall on the holidays when you might see people that you haven't seen in a long time. And so, of course, people want to catch up and know what's new in your life. But yeah, but no one has a right to know kind of everything that's going on in your life or in your marriage. Yeah, I think that's so wise that just to discern what you want to share and what you would like to keep private, and that's just fine. But I really love that at the same time, create boundaries, but not walls, because we are made in the image and likeness of God. And so to just assume the best in everyone, that even if they don't quite know the the best way to ask, or maybe if the way they asked wasn't very helpful, they do love you, and they are trying their best. And so I would say another a great place to maybe get some vocabulary around those answers is on our Facebook and Instagram pages right now. We have been posting regularly uh, kind of conversation question answer posts so that you can get some vocabulary and be equipped to answer some of those tricky conversations. So yeah, I that was just so wise and the next conversation that is so 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 important but I think can also be tricky is our marriages, right? Mm -hmm. Often, as we've discussed in other podcast episodes and on the blog, that oftentimes our spouses are at a different place than we are in the processing or in the grieving or in discerning even that we we're on the same path, but we might just be maybe walking at a different cadence or we're just at a different spot altogether. So I just, yeah, I wonder whether that's something that's been helpful to you, Anne, or just a, some advice, especially during kind of this holiday season, um, what might be a great way to start the conversation with our spouses to come together? What, what would you say? Well, you know, the first thing that popped into my mind was prayer. That had to have been from the Holy Spirit <laughs> because you can get caught up in, in thinking about all these sort of techniques and books on communication, which are great. And there are a lot of great resources out there. But I think probably prayer is a really great place to start. And sometimes I know with Keith, my husband, when we pray, oftentimes things will come out in prayer because we're asking for something in particular, we're expressing, one of us is expressing a particular intention. And sometimes that's the first time that one of us has heard this or has heard about something that's either going on with us or maybe someone in the family or someone that we know. So I would say that prayer, like trying to pray together is a really good starting place. And it's the holiday season. I realize people are busy and you have to go to grandma's house and Aunt Joni's house and we have to go to all these places. (laughs) But to make time for yourselves as a couple. And it doesn't, like, we want to change the conversation, but that conversation in marriage doesn't always have to be, now let's sit down and address how we're grieving our infertility, right? Right. Sometimes the conversation just needs to be about 
that funny thing that you saw on TV or the book that you're reading or sports or whatever it might be. It can just be silly and frivolous and not super important, but just something that's engaging you and enjoying being with each other. And so I think that's really important, especially during this busy time of year is to just just talk just talk to each other and don't feel pressured to get serious, to have those really serious. There's always a place for those. Um, And it's important to address if you're on different pages and the grieving and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I think it's also really important to just be together and just talk about nonsense, your inside jokes and Mm. all of that stuff. That's Mm. so good for your marriage. And I think that can also remind you why you got together in the first place. Mm. Because when we're first dating, we have a lot of just goofy, silly conversations and we're getting to know each other and it's light. And so maybe that can help us to reorient ourselves. And yeah, this is what I fell in love with. This, this is why I'm in this and why I continue to walk this path and go through all of this because this person in front of me just means so much. Gosh, again, I just love everything you said there because <laughs> it is so true. Our marriages are so important, but sometimes, and yes, they are a serious thing, but sometimes I think I take it too seriously. I put this gravity onto my conversations with my husband, when in reality, what we really need is just a good laugh or yeah. just a a funny movie or talking about, like you said, this, the sports team or what we're excited for this weekend or finding a new recipe. There's so many things that we might need that I am forgetting about, but I really appreciate that, that insight. And I love that you started with prayer because prayer is such an intimate occasion, but you bring in a third person who both of you have a relationship with and that isn't necessarily with each other. And so you are able to hear and see parts of your spouse that maybe other opportunities didn't allow for. And so that is so great. However, that's our next conversation, right? Is prayer that we want to help change the conversation or navigate that conversation. And I think, like you said, first things first, you have to have the conversation in order to right. navigate where that can go, how it can grow, and maybe areas that maybe need a little extra care. So if someone is having a difficult time just getting to prayer, what are some tips that you might have for them? It could be changing your almost changing your understanding of prayer or maybe not changing it, but expanding it a little bit. So If you are really having a hard time with prayer for any reason, but particularly when we're talking about infertility and loss, maybe it's another negative test and you're just worn down from it or whatever it is in your situation, make that a prayer. Lord, I have no words. I have zero to say to you. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to offer you, here's my chart. This has to be my prayer mm-hmm. because the Lord knows the work that you have been putting into that chart and everything that you've been putting into the plan with your doctor or just all that you have been doing on this path. 
And so give that to him. If you really don't have the words, then make all of that your prayer and just say, Lord, this is all that I can offer you right now. And I think if we can do that consistently, the Lord is going to use that to crack open that little place in our heart mm-hmm. and just pour in the grace. But it's, it's sometimes it's a marathon, like it's not a sprint. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. all at once. So if we have to do that for a little while, that's okay. I think the other thing is just pouring ourselves out to the Lord. If we're mad, tell him we're mad. If we're just upset and crying, give our tears to the Lord. If we've had a moment of peace, praise God. Thank God. Going back to the conversation with our spouse, thank God that for an hour, we took time to just watch TV and we were laughing. Mm at an episode of the Big Bang Theory that we've seen 20 times, (laughs) but it still made us laugh. And so, Lord, thank you for the gift of laughter. I think sometimes it's the pressure of, oh, well, I've got to say the rosary. I've got to go to daily mass. And yes, do those things. They're great. But there are so many other ways that we can offer ourselves to the Lord. And he will take that and he will move our hearts and change us and transform us through that. Yeah, you know, that reminded me of a a book that I'm reading for uh, a book club that I am part of. It's called, I believe, The Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And one of the things that he says in there a few times is that sometimes it's our holding on or gripping to a a system or a schedule that actually prevents us from just sitting in the presence of God, that it can become a, a checklist or a chore, or we just get so wrapped up in making that time or getting that rosary in or getting, and again, they're good. They're beautiful and absolutely yes. vessels to that conversation with God. But he suggested if you are just looking for a place to start, first of all, maybe confession is where you need to go to just restart yeah. that relationship. And then secondly, just come to him while you're doing the dishes and just thank him for doing the dish for giving you the opportunity to do the dishes right. while you're getting ready thanking him for a closet that can store your clothes on your way to work for tires that are full of air and just small snippets of your day every day and that eventually for him he found that he was just constantly in God's presence because yeah. he was just in a constant convert, a real conversation, a real prayer. And that just gave me a lot of freedom. It really felt like, okay, (laughs) I feel like I'm not making my regular prayer time and I'm not praying the rosary Mm -hmm. regularly, but really maybe that's not where the Lord wants me right now. And so I just, yeah, I really, I appreciate that perspective that maybe there are different ways that you can approach God Yeah, I I love how you explained all that because, yeah, what that brought to me also was that we can so often think that the Lord only wants to hear from us when we have big things. Someone is sick and Lord, will you heal them? Or I have this big project on my job and if I don't do it right, I'm going to get fired. So help me with that. Like we think that's all he wants to hear, but God wants to hear even the littlest things uh, that we're concerned with because they are his concern too. So yeah, I love that with doing the dishes or driving or whatever it might be. And I think what a beautiful way to, you're right, to train us, 
train our minds to start thinking heavenward, right? right. To be, yeah, to just to be more directed toward God because he he wants to be part of every little part of, of our lives and of who we are. I, I think that's great. Which I think lends really well to the last conversation that we are going to be talking about is ourselves and the ways that we view ourselves. And I think if we have a better understanding of our creator, we can better appreciate his creation. And I, I think of all of the really beautiful pieces of artwork or even movies or books that I've read. When I know more about the author, I feel like I can appreciate or, or the artist, I can appreciate the the painting or the statue or the the poem yes. in a new way because I can I can understand a place where they wrote that from or where they created that from. Right. And so I think if we are able to, in whatever way that looks like, maybe it is a, a more regular routine of prayer, or maybe it is just calling our mind back to Him constantly throughout the day. I think if we can learn to know him, even over a cup of tea in the morning, then we will better understand ourselves, who we are, and how to speak to ourselves the way that our father wants to speak to us. Yeah, that you hit the nail on the head. I think that's great. I think that's absolutely the place to start. And then the only thing that I would add is that this Springs in the Desert community is here to remind you, friends, that God loves you. We love you. You are lovable. Your marriage is good. And you have so many gifts and such fruitfulness to offer this world. And it starts with just by being. Just because you are alive and you are here, that is tremendous. And you are of immeasurable value to God and certainly to us. So if you ever need a little a little boost, a little pep talk, read a blog post, listen to the podcast, email us, <laughs> we'll send you that that little pep talk because yeah, we just want you to know how much you mean to us and how much you mean to the Lord. And thank you so much for all your thoughtfulness in leading this community because we need Sometimes we just need a mother to say that you are loved and you are lovable and you are good at loving others. And I am just really excited uh, for this community and in this new year that together we can change the conversation in all of these areas of of our life. Amen. Let's do it. (laughs) So thanks for joining me, Anne, and we'll see you next time on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for this Springs in the Desert podcast episode. We would be so grateful if you took a minute to rate and review us so that we can reach more listeners. Don't forget to check out our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and go to our website, springsinthedesert.org, where you can sign up for our newsletter and community prayer list, read our blog, and register for virtual and in-person events. Most importantly, remember that God loves you so much and so do we.